Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Row's partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Row. Dot co slash clink. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. It's real early for you. Yeah, it's real early for me. I'm kind of out of sorts, though, you know, because we had the stomach flu. So there's a lot of day sleeping, night sleeping, not so much. So it's cool. Right. I have had that same experience, actually, without the stomach flu. Because you're 
Oh, just because you're partying like a rock star? <laughs> I don't th- show off. There's not a lot of partying going on when you have three kids with you on spring break, but they're. I, I managed to do the it. The people around us are partying big time. We're in Miami right now, and we took the kids to this very kid friendly, normally restaurant turned into not so kid friendly on spring break. All right. So they saw people a little scantily clad. Oh. They saw a little. Oh, you have no idea. Flesh. You have no <laughs> idea. Well, listen. They got a lot. They're learning the twerking young. Let me just tell you that. Life skills. Life skills. Right. Well, you'll be proud of me. You know, I'm such a homebody typically, but you know, we went on a little excursion with some mutual friends of ours, Tab. Mm-hmm. And I'll have you know that we stayed up until one o'clock in the morning. Oh, hot damn. Even Ailish? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure. But definitely Yvette did. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. You're a grown adult now. I know. Right? And then we had to... It was so lame because then we all slept, which is like such a miracle when you have kids and they let you sleep in late. And it was the mm-hmm. damn time change. So we woke <laughs> we up. the same thing. We didn't even know. <laughs> we woke up with like an hour to check out. We were like, no breakfast. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, yeah. We we did not have to go anywhere. But we woke up and we were all were like, whoa, we slept in so late. Yeah. I can't believe it. We must have been so tired. Um, But it was just the time change. And we were originally in the Bahamas, which you guys is such a bucket list trip. If you guys have not been, it is something you should go, Gretch. Yeah, we all should go. You're so relatable, Tab. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, there's people from all over there. It's one hour from Miami. So if you live on the East Coast, I think it's not so awful to get there. I always see those cruise deals on TravelZoo. You know, I get the mail. I mean, you could go on a cruise there for like $399 for like five days. It seems like a pretty good deal. I'm telling you, there is a way to go and not, you know, break the bank. Okay. Or you can go and stay at, you know, there are break the bank places, but there are are also not. We went Who cares? To, you don't need to stay anywhere fancy. Like you're not you're when not at you the are, hotel. You're not at the hotel, you're on Mm-mm. the beach. Yeah. You know what so, we like, did? About it. We went to the Atlantis and just got the wristbands for the day so the kids oh, could go Lord. on the water slides. I have looked to see how much it costs to stay there. Forget about it. I don't know. Or we didn't stay forget there. Forget about it. Oh, it's stupid. We just bought the wristbands for the day. Yeah. So they could do the water park. And you wouldn't even know if people were staying there or not. You oh, can really? get a chair. Yeah. you. I mean, it's just like you're staying there if you if you do it. So it's a little bananas. I say it's not one of those hotels where you can just let your kids run around and you sit drinking cocktails because yeah. it's so massive. But it was fun. Well, we did a bucket list thing. I think if you're in California, you should all do. I hate to actually say it because I don't want it to get crowded. But I also want it to stay in business, so it probably needs to get a little more crowded. But it's this place called Sky Mountain Santa's Village in Lake Arrowhead. Oh, yes. You've been talking about that for, 
I feel ever. like a decade. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And yeah. last we were last time we were supposed to go, we got COVID. So we didn't go. Yeah. Anyways, so I've been wanting to drag my friends. And I knew Alish was a little bit like, okay, here we go. It's kind of expensive. And I worth like, it. Oh, she was at some point she literally cried. It was so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. You've been telling me about this place too. I it is try. like magical. And so much fun. And they put on such a good show. There's, there is puppet shows and magic shows and zip lining and rock climbing and all of this stuff for the kids to do. And they have good tequila and you can walk around anywhere in the park with a cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) And we were having such a good time. And then my husband, I'm like, oh, my God, let's get season passes. We ruled that out because we did the math and it's not really worth it. We're not coming six times a year. But my husband is like, really? You like it that much? I was like, yeah, I want to come back with just grownups, like go to one of the concerts. And he's like, you're so lame. He made fun of me. Oh, because he's a jerk. Okay. By the way, you did miss one vacation. She was trying to go on two vacations each weekend because it sounds like you actually made a vacation, but you. I made one vacation last week. Well, two weekends ago, I guess. And this weekend, I skipped a vacation because we got, you know, we all got the stomach flu. And I was holding out hope to the last minute because honestly, my husband hadn't gotten it yet. Yeah, he's we were our trip was camping and he's the driver because I don't tow. Anywho. And um, this was a particular sickness that comes out both ends. I don't need to elaborate. (laughs) It only lasts like 10 (laughs) hours, but it's pretty heinous enough. Yeah. And so we skipped the first night, but we were going to rally for the next two nights as long as he stayed healthy. But. The night before we were supposed to get up at four o'clock in the morning to do the drive. He got it. Oh, and you know, he's a man. So it's 10 times worse for him. Yeah. So it was like, I, I got to call it. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Well, I know what this episode is about and I am Oh, so we're excited. dying. We're dying. We're dying. <laughs> and if this is your first time listening to us, then I apologize for, you know, going on a little long about the chit chat. It's just because we haven't seen each other in like a week. We have we usually <laughs> talk every single day. We haven't talked to each other in a week. It's it's just even before this, we had to like get on record because I'm going on a boat in Miami. I don't know. So There's, there's a lot to discuss. Okay, but we're going to do this. Ah, do Sherry Patini. Papini. 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 I know, right? It's a good last name. Does that okay. does it mean like liar liar pants on fire in should. Italian or something? It should. <laughs> Pepperoni papini. Okay. Talk to me, goose. Let me tell you. So today's case is actually the very first case I covered on the podcast. That was almost three years ago, by the way. I yeah. It has been three years. Happy three-year anniversary. Is that true? That clink, is clink. true. Ah, okay. You owe me a muffin basket or something. I think I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we are going to revisit it because there have been some stunning new events. Okay. So let's talk about Miss Sherry Papini. First, a little review. 
in November 2016, what was reported was Sherry, mother of two, was out jogging and disappeared. It was one of those stories like Gabby Petito that was widely covered in the media. Let's face it, they love cute blondes, which is not really fair to all the other people that go missing, but we all know that's the truth, right? It's media. Uh, They decide what they decide. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, Sherry was disappeared. Her husband, Keith, pleaded for her return, and he was open about how he had discovered Sherry was gone. Keith was very believable. Keith said he came home from work at the Best Buy and discovered her car was in the driveway, but she wasn't there. This was particularly concerning because, like, where could she be without her car and two small kids? He then used the Find My Phone app and located her phone a mile from the house. When he found the phone, he took a picture of it, which seemed like a little odd. You know, like, I don't know if I would have taken a picture. I think I would have just picked it up. But whatever he took a picture of. That was strange. Yeah, it was strange. With her headphones were like wrapped around it and it looked like it had been placed there, not like it had been ripped away or like thrown. Real quick. Do you think that he kind of thought she was making it up and that's why she he took the picture? Like, no. Does this look I don't know. No, no, I don't. I and and Keith went on later to take a polygraph test. He I don't think he knew. I think he knew later. Okay. But I don't think he knew at the time. Okay, so anyways, Keith then called his mother and she hadn't heard from Sherry. And then he called the kids child care center and asked them what time did she pick the kids up? And they told him the kids were still there. So, you know, he got real worried and called the police. And the story went on from there. And the story was super mom Sherry Papini. That's literally what they called her has gone missing. And the picture that was painted was that she must have been taken against her will from her perfect life. Her husband told their love story about how they met in junior high and he had saved all the notes that they had written to each other all those years ago. And then they reconnected and had a fairy tale wedding and life. He described coming home from work every day and having a family snuggle. Oh, I forgot and, about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I it was like, like, who does that? Who does Do you have that? a family snuggle? No. It's like, hey, dad. And then usually something like, what's for dinner? Yeah, what's dinner? (laughs) Yeah. So at the time, it was like too corny to question. I mean, it was like, oh, wow. You know, she must be super mom, right? Getting all the snuggles and shit. Okay, so Sherry's disappearance took an unusual turn when this dude, Cameron Gamble, inserted himself in Sherry's missing saga. So this dude was also from the Redding, California area, like Sherry, Mm -hmm. and he fancies himself a hostage negotiator, but he doesn't, like, have the resume to back it up. He's not former FBI or SWAT or, you know, anything like that. He's a self-defense coach who somehow makes a living talking to missionary groups at churches about how to not get abducted when they travel abroad. So, you know, I mean, whatever. Wasn't he also a truck driver? No, I don't think so. I could be wrong about that, but okay. I don't I don't think so. 
So Sherry's husband, Keith, consented to Cameron's master plan to get Sherry back, which was that he said he had an anonymous donor who was willing to put up $50,000 for Sherry's return. Now, this person does exist, by the way, but it's still kind of weird because no one was asking for ransom. How do they know somebody actually has her and not? I mean, it just seemed weird. I don't know. Seems, it seemed like kind of concocted. Yeah. And hasty. Yeah. So then he then said, the Cameron guy said, if he was not contacted via his instructions that he posted on YouTube to Sherry's captors within 100 hours that the ransom would be doubled, but now it would be a ransom on the captors heads, which is the exact plot from the Mel Gibson movie ransom and so (laughs) i mean people started to smell some bullshit right Mm -hmm. it was obvious that he wanted to capitalize on the whole thing he registered the website you know um sherrypapini.com and camerondancampbell.com at the time so it was like it was all sus like what is this dude up to So nothing came of that guy's efforts at the time regarding Sherry, but he did open himself up to a lot of public criticism for being a poser. So I don't think it was so good for his uh, reputation. Yeah, his hostage negotiator Mm. business, whatever. Um, Also, I think I'm right about that because I can't find his actual business anymore. (laughs) By the way, um, how many people are getting taken hostage where you need like a negotiator? Well, usually there's some like legit professionals who handle that. It's I don't think it's one of those uh, self-trained jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay, like FBI trained. Yeah. Those type of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Cameron and his wife were also really involved in this mega church, Bethel, that is kind of controversial. And so Mm -hmm. there were some conspiracy theories that this all had something to do with the church. But now we know it didn't. So I'm not going to I'm not going to get into all that again. But, I mean, you could Google Bethel Church. It's a doozy. Okay. Hmm. Anywho, Sherry was found 22 days later off Highway 5 in Yolo County by a trucker, and she was taken to the hospital and reunited with her husband. After they were reunited, Keith did a 2020 interview and described Sherry's ordeal that had left her with a broken nose, bruises, cut off hair, and most notably, a branding on her left shoulder. He described her as being really traumatized by all that, which is understandable. And after the interview, he didn't do any more, which I think is also understandable. And Sherry never gave an interview, and they've been super reclusive ever since 2016. What we learned after Sherry was found, based on the press conference following her return, as well as all the dirt people had dug up on her, left us to guess what was the story with her being gone for 22 days. So we talked about it. On the podcast Mm -hmm. three years ago, I thought she was full of shit and you thought it was possible that she was taken. So I should have (laughs) (laughs) re-listened. I am going to tell you what we knew then and then I will tell you all the shit we know now. Okay. So Sherry's story. By the way, 
That also sounds very much like our personalities, I would have to admit. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm always like, it's possible. I mean, I, I have this like this heart for people and their their lies because I feel like they could be true. But uh-huh. most of the time, guilty people are guilty. Uh-huh. I just call mm-hmm. them like I see them. I know you do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Sherry's story about the two Hispanic women being her captors just didn't ring true for a lot of people. And when you read a blog she wrote in the early 2000s, it definitely makes you think, Mm -hmm. really? So there are these two blog posts on this now defunct website called skinheads.com that Sherry has never confirmed she's written, but it's under her merry name, Grafe. And I should say under her maiden name, Grafe. And it also says it took place in the town Shasta that she grew up in. And it's about how she's proud of her white heritage and how Hispanic girls bullied her because of it. And posts are, they're just like ignorant and full of racist bullshit. So I'm not going to get too into it. But I mean, clearly Sherry didn't get along with some girls in high school and they happen to be Hispanic. And then she happens to get kidnapped by two Hispanic women. It's like, not so much Sherry. Yeah. That's very sus. Yeah. And you know, one other thing that all bugged me was her initial description of them was not Hispanic. She said right away to Mexican. And I was like, how do you know they were Mexican if you were blindfolded and they were married masked? Not that you can tell. It's just that there's a lot of countries that speak Spanish. Yeah. I mean, I can't identify someone who is from Guatemala or Mexico El Salvador or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought, hmm, that's yeah, weird. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, and there was another coinkydink from Sherry's past, and that is she went to high school with a girl that went missing while jogging. That girl's killer is still out there, but Mm. that girl's poor family believes they know who it is, and he still lives in town, and so that is awful for them. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um. The girl got missing while jogging while Sherry was in high school is kind of a stretch. But I mean, it just is like that could have made an impression on Sherry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and like at a pivotal age, you know. Right. I'm sure it was a really big deal. So, you know. It seems attention seeking also like she's. Yeah. She, you know, you, she you saw the results of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, people on Reddit and such have had some thoughts about that. Maybe that's why she chose to, you know, go out that way, go out that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there was all this shit in Sherry's criminal record around the same time she was writing those bullshit racist blog posts. There was a report filed by her mother that said she was self harming herself and trying to blame her. And then there was another one her sister filed about her house being vandalized and she suspected it was Sherry. 
Right. I remember that. So we know that Sherry had like some cracks in her stability, I would mm-hmm. say. Okay. Okay. There was also some sexy pics that don't show Sherry's face, but people trace them back to Sherry after seeing them on sites like Backpage. In the Facebook group that I have belonged to for years called I Don't Believe Sherry Papini, (laughs) I read in the comments, the photographer who shot the pics says 100% they are Sherry, and they, they were shot as a boudoir shoot for Keith. So what it sounds like happened is that, yeah, she was like, Keith, I'm going to take these hot pictures for you. And then she found some other ways to use them besides for her husband's pleasure. (laughs) Listen, the pictures are hot. I'll give her that. She's cute. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure they are hot. Yeah. But. So, you know, we also learned Sherry, by the way, she, she really likes pictures of herself. There are all these pictures of Sherry and her husband and where you don't see his face or you just see his profile. And it's weird because it's not just like a one off. I mean, there's a lot of these pictures and it's like her favorite pose. And it just kind of reeks of like narcissism. Mm hmm. So, I mean, that's just a side note. But anyways, a year after Sherry's return, police released information that there was male DNA found on Sherry. And so that's when everyone was really like, Sherry. What's up? You got some splaining to do, okay? (laughs) Two two women, one man. Two women? How'd you get that male DNA that is not your husband on you, okay? And now, amen, we finally know what really went down because they released a very detailed report about it. The report starts out explaining the various inconsistencies in Sherry's interviews. Like, she said she had to wear an adult diaper when she was captive. And then she said she used a bucket with kitty litter to go to the bathroom. She said her captors mentioned gamble or gambling, but she didn't know what that meant. What? Well, my, yeah, I mean, it my sounds like the kid knows what it means. Well, I'm thinking that she said that to the police because of Cameron Gamble, the, you know, hot, air quote hostage negotiator. Like they were watching the news. Mm but she's trying to make it sound like, I don't know, I don't speak Spanish. You know, gamble, blah, I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. anyways, they asked her about the branding. And she said she thought it was from Exodus, from the Bible. Mm-hmm. But it was a really confusing part of the Bible, so she wasn't sure what it meant. So, I googled Exodus. Yes. And this- This is what I got. The main events are deliverance of the Israelites from slavery in Egypt and the Sinai covenant of the Ten Commandments given to them at Mount Sinai. 
So I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what Sherry was getting at. I agree. It's a confusing part, but I, I mean, why would she say that? I don't Clearly, know. That's what she was trying to get to. I don't know. Yeah. Mostly her descriptions in her interviews of what she underwent while captive were just so vague that it just obviously sounded like bullshit to the detectives from the get when you read this report. They also went through her phone and found that she had two men's numbers listed as women's names. Mm, you know who does that also? Who? Those cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. Yes. And so they thought that was sus, right? Mm -hmm. So they contacted those men as well as Sherry's first husband who told them that him and Sherry had really only gotten married because he was in the military and Sherry needed health insurance because she was having a lot of complications from donating her eggs so many times. Let that sink in. There's a lot of baby Sherry's oh, running no. around. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> oh no. No. And they don't know, right? They're like, well, you kind of do know me. Well, yeah, you look at your egg donor's picture. If it works, you know, I went through infertility. So, I mean, I use my own eggs, but people look at your picture. But the people that you donated your eggs to. They saw they my your, picture. They see yeah, your picture. I donated my embryos and they saw my picture. Yeah. And so they're like. So if they kept that, then they know. I'd keep that's it a that secret. Housewives, a true crime girl. We are going for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That must be a tough pill to swallow for all those families. Well, let's hope it just stopped there let's hope, with her. Yeah. Let's hope it just stopped there with her. Okay. But that's pretty juicy. That's in the report. Okay. So she also told them her last text to her husband was, would you like to come home and have sex with your wife for lunch? And he said no. And so that's why she went for a jog. But I he, think that was just like, she just sent that text to make sure he wasn't coming home. Oh, you know? for sure. Unless yeah. he sent that back and she's like, F was, you, I'm out of here. Where's my no, boy toy? Because she had a whole plan. So she, she plan. was just making sure he was not okay. coming home. Okay. So did she write like, okay, going for a jog? I don't think she wrote back going for a jog. Okay. You know, so I think he just assumed, right? And why did he just write back no? I mean, what a douche. I don't think he wrote back no. I don't know that he wrote back no specifically. He okay. probably wrote back something like, I sorry, can't because I have to, you know, work. Bring home the bacon. Okay. Yeah. She also got mixed up about why she was branded. She said that her buyer wanted it. And then she said it was a punishment for trying to escape. And she also said it was a punishment for being too loud. She got real mixed up about it in various interviews. In one interview, they also asked her about that post on skinheads.com. Mm -hmm. What'd she say? Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. 
Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. And they, well, they also asked her if she had a MySpace account and I'm, she said that she couldn't remember. And she said, oh, that post is awful. And she denied it was her. And like the MySpace thing, she said, I can't remember if I have one, which is something you remember, right? Dude, we all remember. Yeah. I mean, we're not proud of it, but we all remember, right? I mean, it's like Facebook before Facebook, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. A highlight of that report was reading that her husband called the FBI after Sherry had a memory during therapy of the captors pouring something sticky down her throat. And she said she wiped it off on her underwear. Which tells me, Keith was like, how did you get male DNA on your chonies? And by the way, when the police told us she had male DNA on her at the press conference, they never told us it was on her underwear. Yeah, I was thinking it was like on her shirt or something. 
But clearly, Keith knew. And he's, I think he started to be like, okay, come What's on. going on? What's going yeah. on? And I don't know if he knew it was spermatozoa, but I mean, it sounds like... <laughs> He had a of suspicion. Of course he did. Okay. So th- she comes up with the story like, ah, oh, memories in the corner of my mind. I remember this jizz on my throat, wiped <laughs> it off on my underwear. Okay. <laughs> and why would you wipe it off on your underwear? That's so weird. <laughs> That's not like, excuse me. One yeah, second. she didn't. Oh, yeah, she didn't say she was naked. She just, she just said, I mean, she said that she was wearing a sweatsuit. So it makes no sense for her to have wiped it off on her underwear. Yeah, I know. Okay. But I think that Keith was probably so relieved because this dude loved his wife. He wanted so badly for her just to not be a liar. Oh, man, that's so sad. (laughs) I know. (gasps) Okay, so side note, I think there were three interviews with Sherry over a three-year period, and that's because Sherry was kind of hard to pin down to do interviews. When the FBI requested them, her first interview was actually her husband tape recording the questions because Sherry said that the cops were involved in her kidnapping, and so she didn't trust them. She said that her captors told her that her buyer was a cop. Okay. Okay. So they were on to her right away, I think. Mm-hmm. But they needed proof, you know, and they yeah. finally got it when they submitted the male DNA profile from Sherry's underwear for a familial match. And her ex-boyfriend's relative came up. And so they went hunting through the ex's trash you know, well, he's unsuspecting and tested it and boom, DNA match. Boom. So they questioned this guy and he didn't deny it. He said him and Sherry had been talking since December, 2015. So she'd been planning this for like 11 months. Wow. Yeah. She had got in touch with him after he had sent some of her things to her parents house she told him that she was in an abusive relationship with her husband who beat and raped her and that the police in Shasta wouldn't do anything about it and okay by the way there are no police reports on file against her husband there's Mm -hmm. no no one's been able to find any history of abuse she was just making it up she told the ex-boyfriend after a while that they should talk on prepaid phones. And so they did. He said she worked out a plan that he would pick her up and she would escape, but he didn't know like how long she was going to stay with him or how this plan was going to shake out. So it's like he knows she has kids and Mm -hmm. she's telling him that she's being abused So how is her plan, like what mother's plan would be, I'm going to escape and leave my children behind? Never. Never. No mother would do that. Never. So I don't know why this guy didn't question that, but he just, I mean, 
he just does not seem to be like the brightest crayon in the box. Mm-hmm. So he drives his ass up to Redding, gets her. He says they hardly talk in the car. And then he takes her to his apartment in Costa Mesa, California, which is very close, by the way, to me. What year was this? Sorry. 2016. Okay. Yeah. So I was like in the same county of Orange, California, (laughs) while this shit was happening. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So they just chill because, dude, he didn't even have a TV. He didn't have a TV? He didn't have a TV. He. What the the heck did they do all day long? She was able to look on her phone. She had the interweb on her phone. Yeah. And so she could see the news reports and everything that was going on. You know, she knew what was up. So he says that she asked him to board up the windows, even though she stayed in a room that, like, the neighbors couldn't see in. He says they did not have sex. But they did because they found his DNA on her underwear. Exactly. Okay. But, I don't, you know, whatever. Okay. He said she chopped off the hair right away. Right away? Yeah, like he came home from work. He was still coming and going from work. Okay. Okay. He said she ate really small portions. So that's how she lost so much weight. Portion control. Mm-hmm. Okay. She asked him to hawk a puck at her. Like, he, you know, she wanted the bruise. Yeah. And she also asked. she got the nose? The broken nose? She got the broken nose because she banged her face and head against the bathtub. Oh. He refused to beat her like she asked. She also asked him to brand her. But he wouldn't do it. And so she did it herself. So what she did was she sent him to the Hobby Lobby to go get a brander. I mean, Hobby Lobby is just full. (laughs) I feel like Michaels would have a brander over Hobby Lobby. Oh, interesting, right? I have not thought of purchasing a brander, so I don't know. But, you know, okay. I used to do this wood burning. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's like a brander, right? Yeah. 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 This is a little shocking, too. So the guy says he also said his cousin knew Sherry was staying with him. So, like, multiple people have known that this happened. That is a. That's a secret keeping cousin. Okay, that cousin was interviewed and he said he saw Sherry there twice and both times she was unrestrained. So, I mean, I think that's just included in the report so that, you know, she can't turn it around on this guy and say, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So after 22 days of looking at her phone in a boarded up room, Sherry told the ex she was ready to go back home. So he dropped her off in a rural area and she made her way to the highway where she was found. She has been staying under the radar and living in the same area ever since. A friend of Keys started a GoFundMe, which raised almost $50,000 to aid in Sherry's recovery, like all the therapy and stuff that she was going to need, which apparently, 
according to this report, mostly went towards paying off Keith and Sherry's credit card bills, which makes a lot of sense because it was like, how could she afford not to work and have two kids in preschool on her husband's Best Buy salary? They couldn't really. I mean, you can. You can, but it's just, it's hard. Yeah, right. It's Listen, not easy. this has been widely discussed on the Facebook group and people okay. say, well, her kids could have been in this free program called Head Start. But one of the kids was four and I think Head Start only goes to three. So, you know, it's hard to afford preschool on a one income family. Yeah, it just is. It's really expensive. It's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, but there are programs too yeah, that you can, yeah. you know. Okay. okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that know. always seemed like, wow, you know, yeah. she's out jogging, stay at home mom, got two kids in preschool. We don't know whether or not it's being paid for by something like Best Buy must pay. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sherry also applied to the California Victims Fund and received payments over the years that totaled over $30,000. I had never heard of this. It sounds like Sherry had, though, and she did her, her research on it. I mean, did you know you could just say some shit happened to me? Can I get some I'm a victim money? I had no idea. Well, apparently you can. So when they got the real story out of the ex-boyfriend, they went and took pictures of his apartment and closet. This is like my favorite part. Okay. So then they asked Sherry to come in for an interview. This is like last year. And they showed her pictures of the apartment and closet. And they asked her in front of Keith if this is where she had been while missing. And she said, she said, it looks similar, but that's not it. The transcript actually says, actually, it says that she literally said something like that is real fucking similar, but that's not it. (laughs) Classy. Right. Classy. Then what happened, I'm just going to read directly from the report because it's so bizarre. Okay, but so picture it. Sherry's there with Keith. She's always like, Keith has to be with me. She can't, you know, be alone. Why, though? Like, wouldn't you want to be like, dude, I really don't want to tell my husband what I was doing. Right. Okay, so it says, investigators then explained that they were showing Papini the photographs of the house they had discovered she had been staying at and they had spoken to family who knew she was there that being the cousin right mm-hmm. papini responded oh my god investigators asked papini if she wanted husband to stay in room after some thought papini asked if she and husband could talk So the investigators left the room. When investigators came back into the room, they asked Papini if she wanted husband in the room, but she would not answer. 
So investigators continued with the interview and said, the only way to control things is for us to know. Papini replied, I know. I don't want you to find her. She's the reason I get to see my children every day. Investigators responded, we agree, but we're not going to find her. Papini stated, I don't want to get her in trouble. Investigators then told Papini that the DNA evidence found on her clothing at the time of her reappearance belonged to ex-boyfriend and that Papini was not abducted, but had asked ex-boyfriend to pick her up. Papini responded, no. When investigators asked if that's not what happened, what did happen, Papini answered, I don't know. There's no way it's ex-boyfriend. There's no way. There's no way. Investigators asked Papini why she has been saying it was not ex-boyfriend, and she replied, because he loves me. We were friends. There's no way. When investigators directly asked whether ex-boyfriend came and got you because you asked him, Papini replied falsely, no. When asked when was the last time Papini had contact with ex-boyfriend, Papini falsely said that it was before her abduction. Papini was asked when she last saw ex-boyfriend and she replied, I don't know, forever ago when I lived in Southern California. Investigators asked, you are saying since you have been married, you haven't called your ex-boyfriend? And Papini responded, no, I have not called my ex-boyfriend. Investigators explained that phone records and DNA evidence showed that Papini had been in contact with ex-boyfriend. And again, Papini lying to federal agents is a crime. Investigators explained that ex-boyfriend provided details no one else would know. While husband was still in the interview room. Papini continued to deny and she that she ran away with ex-boyfriend. Now, once husband left the room, Papini admitted that she and ex-boyfriend did talk a little bit and said, when I was out of town for work, I talked with other guys. Um, I made a mistake by talking to other men. I shouldn't have done that. Then they asked, did he put you in the car? Yes or no? And Papini responded, I don't remember. Investigators <laughs> continued to ask Papini what happened with ex-boyfriend and Papini stated, you know who she is. I know you do. I know you know who she is. I'm not saying it. I don't want to get her in trouble. Okay. So it just goes on that, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically Sherry is trying to say that it's still a woman. It's still a woman. And somehow it, if her ex-boyfriend was involved, he dressed like a woman and took on, you know, a Spanish, you know, learned a second language or something. I don't know. So that he could, you know, kidnap her. Right. I right. mean, it just is like the lies never, ever stopped. I mean, the final part of the report is she never admitted that ex-boyfriend had picked her up and she had resided at 
ex-boyfriends during the period she was mm-hmm. she was missing. I mean, they have so much evidence. So they have like the they I mean, they have her ass. They have the <laughs> they found the burner phones that she was using. Like they went back to those records and have like the cell phone pings that place her in the apartment. Dude, she she just needed a little break. Listen, I'm going on seven days, 24 hours a day, and I know (laughs) I'm on vacation, so it's great. But I need a little break, too. Yeah. I'm not going to go run off with my ex-boyfriend, but I might just go out to dinner, you know, when we get home without the kids. Totally. It is unbelievable that she is never going to give up this lie. And I mean, it's like, what is... She's going to go to jail. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so apparently after that interview, they they let her go. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, for a little while. So they let her go. So, I mean, fuck what I would give to have been, like, a fly in that car ride with Keith. I mean, that poor Is he dude. Still I with just her? Wanna, I don't think that they're allowed to be in contact, but I just want to buy the dude a drink. I know. <laughs> be like listen sometimes it's better to let go at, i just want to tell him let it go at this point just say i wholeheartedly no one could fault you i wholeheartedly had to believe my l- wife because who could believe that somebody that i picked to love and marry could be this effing crazy so that's what i did but i can't deny it anymore she's all yours yeah That's what you need to say, Keith. Just saying. Okay. So after they let her go, then they charged her with mail fraud and making false statements to a federal agent. Like, if she wouldn't have done all that filing for that victim's report and everything, she wouldn't have gotten in such big trouble. I mean, that's what's really going to get her. What a stupid. I would have been like, hallelujah, get me home. Let me just, I'm not going to do any you know, Dr. Phil or whatever, but I'm not also going to take the government's money. Yeah. So the charges against her carry a sentence of up to 20 years. Whoa. So that's serious. Okay. So they're like, they let her go, but they're surveilling her because they thought she was a flight risk because, you know, the big confrontation they had just had with her like she had to know like the jig is up and there's nowhere for her to turn yeah despite her saying it was a woman in disguise or whatever so what they did was they followed her around right they're like surveilling her and so when they arrested her they did it where she takes her children to get music lessons she screamed and ran away from the officer, which is why they are now charging her with resisting arrest. Oh, my God. I feel like I would do that, too. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, no, but you're going to arrest me with my kids right there? I know. Okay, so her mother, who I think is personally a real piece of work, just based on judging her on her social media... Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Okay. Back when, side note, back when Sherry was missing, her mom, like, was posting about the election, which just bugged me because it's like, how do you care about the election when your daughter has been abducted? Unless maybe you're not that worried because you know she's capable of some fucked up shit. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyways, Sherry's mama says her family was offended by the way she was ambushed and arrested in front of her children and that she is just confused by the charges. And, well, I can see why the way in which she was arrested in front of her children is not ideal. But I also understand the point of view of law enforcement, which is if we call her and ask her to come in, she'll run. Hello, she's in trouble for running away. We know she's a runner, okay? Also, I am pretty sure her and Keith own guns. So they're not going to do it at her home. They're just not, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if they have children in the home. So they did it where they did. I mean, that's... That's why it's basically the safest place for them to do it. And it sucks. But you know what else sucks? It's putting your kids through the trauma of having their mother abducted. 100%. (laughs) Just saying. uh, That's a little worse, Loretta. Okay. So she was released on a $120,000 bond. And her preliminary hearing is scheduled for March 25th. Mark your calendars. Since she was arrested, a couple people have come forward from her past to speak on her. One, an old boyfriend went on Inside Edition and said, I just want to make it clear, I am not the old boyfriend she said she was missing with. He said a lot of people have hit him up about it. He said that back at the time, as soon as he heard she was kidnapped, he did not believe it because she was a compulsive liar the whole time they were together. Yeah. Once a liar, always a liar. This this lying has probably I bet you Keith knew she he knows she lies. He she lies to him all the time. Totally. Unless he's like a total like head in the clouds. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Okay, so her and the ex-boyfriend, by the way, were together when she was 20 and a camp counselor where he was 15. Whoa. Okay, so, I mean, we don't have time to get into it, but, like, that's a crime, too, right? Yikesies. Yikesies. Yes. A former co-worker who worked with Sherry at one point at an AT&T store said... Which, by the way, okay, so we know Sherry worked in an AT&T store now. That's how she knows mm-hmm. all about getting phones. burner phones and shit. Yeah. Okay. Said, sure, she made a mistake, but she followed her heart. And why is everyone so quick to judge love? I'll tell you why. Because it caused hundreds of thousands of dollars of wasted police hours to find her. And she put her family and children through hell. Yeah. That's why. That's why everyone's judging her. Okay. So shut up. And Cameron Gamble, the negotiator guy, Mm -hmm. released a statement that said it is disheartening to learn of the recent criminal complaint filed against Papini and the negative impacts it placed on those who sacrificed their time and resources to help her. If found guilty, I firmly support the Department of Justice, FBI and Attorney General to hold Papini accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Oh, thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Good. We are on the same page now. Possibly planet Earth. Okay. So 
The Shasta County Police Department also released a statement that said, Today is a great day for the Shasta County Sheriff's Office and for all law enforcement in this county. Sherry Papini cost public safety conservatively in excess of $150,000 in resources to investigate her knowingly false claims and staged abduction. Not only did this charade take valuable resources away from real criminal investigative manners, but in a time where there is serious human trafficking cases with legitimate victims, Sherry Papini used this tragic societal phenomenon to gain notoriety and financial gain. Finally, all of law enforcement in Shasta County was put on a national stage and subjected to scrutiny and criticism for the handling of this case. It has been a long time coming, and we are grateful that our federal partners for diligently pursuing justice. So they're like... Fuck you, Sherry. In your face. In your face, Sherry. You know, the problem also with Sherry is that she lives in, like, the smallest little county in California. So they got a lot of time to can check this stuff out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know that there was a lot of talk going mm-hmm. on around there. Yeah. They got time to be talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I cannot wait until this thing plays out. I know. Well, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Don't go getting yourself missing on purpose and going to your boyfriend's house and wanting a little week or 22 day affair. Oh, one last thing is they did. The police did say that other people will possibly be charged in connection with this. They haven't decided. So maybe like those cousins, the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, there's other people that were involved in helping her. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Guys, um, follow us on Instagram on Housewives of True Crime on Facebook. We have a group called Housewives of True Crime group. Follow us there. We have a lot of action going on. We communicate with you guys there. And if you want more stories, And more just, you know, of us. We are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. Gretchy just did a real good bonus crime last week. And so there's one bonus crime a month. And then the other three episodes a month or so are just us talking current events and what's going on in our life. And if you want the real juice, it's there. And if you haven't given us a review, please do and tell your friends about us and push subscribe right now if you have not on your phone and you will get us every Monday. And if you're watching on YouTube, because we're recording We're back on YouTube. Aren't you excited? Also push subscribe there. We will really appreciate it. And if you haven't followed us on YouTube, go to HWTC and find us and then please subscribe. That helps us also. And you guys are the best. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.